Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, DMV? How's everybody doing today? 106.7 The Fan, the Team 980. We are on your AMFM dial. We're on the Odyssey app, and we're on our stream TheFanDC.com, TheTeam980.com. However, you're tuned in today. We appreciate you hanging out with us for just a little bit. My name is Danny Noakes, our guy, Linnell Willingham, producing the show. 800-636-1067, the MGM National Harbor listener line. It's the Saturday of the 2022 NFL Draft, and that, of course, is going to be where most of our focus lies today. Great way to get in touch with the show. Also on Twitter, hit me up at Danny Noakes. You could tweet the station as well at 1067 The Fan. Now, we got a couple of commanders related guests that are going to come our way in the first 90 or so minutes of the show. We're with you up until 3.35 p.m. and leading right into pregame coverage of the Nationals. The Washington Nationals and the San Francisco Giants, 4.05 first pitch, but the pregame coverage with Charlie Slow's Dave Jagler begins at 3.35. When today began, the Commanders had five picks beginning with a fourth-round selection, the 113th overall selection. That has come and gone, and the Commanders took Percy Butler, the safety out of Louisiana. That was the first pick of the fourth round. Now, that second pick, they had... Did the Commanders the 120th overall pick, but that is no longer the case because the Commanders, yes, the Commanders made a trade with the Carolina Panthers. You have Ron Rivera's connection between the two franchises, having been the longtime head coach of the team down there in Carolina. The Washington Commanders traded the 120th overall pick as well as the 189th overall pick to the Carolina Panthers in exchange for the 144th overall pick as well as the 149th overall pick. So, no sixth-round picks anymore for the Commanders, but now two fifth-round picks for the Commanders. 800-636-1067, a great way to get in touch with us if you have questions, comments, concerns, or thoughts, opinions, anything you want to share about the Commanders' approach here in the 2022 NFL Draft. Obviously, it started back on Thursday night. And with the 11th overall selection, Washington, there was a lot of questions as to what they might end up doing. The prevailing theory was actually that they wanted to trade down all along. And there were a number of teams that also wanted to do that. So the big question was, would they be able to? Would they find a dance partner, if you will? And it turned out the New Orleans Saints would be 
that dance partner. So the commanders move down a little bit further in the first round. They acquire a couple of additional picks, and they go with Jahan Dotson, the wide receiver out of Penn State. A lot of debate around whether or not that's going to be worth it when you had guys like Chris Olave still on the board, and that's who the Saints did end up moving up to the 11th spot to take the wide receiver out of Ohio State. Obviously very familiar with Terry McLaurin. It seems like there's either an Ohio State or an Alabama guy coming off the board of the commanders these days because you had a couple of more Crimson Tide members become Washington commanders yesterday. We'll get to them in just a second. The other thing about what Washington did there in the first round moving back was they took themselves out of position to take a guy like Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame, who we talked about a lot on the show on Monday. We had overtime about 6.35 or so to 10 o'clock on Monday night, and a lot of the conversation surrounded what the commanders would do with the number 11th overall pick. A lot of mock drafts had Hamilton out of Notre Dame going to the commanders at 11 and he was there for them to take if they wanted and he would be there for a couple more picks before the Baltimore Ravens ended up selecting him and I have to admit that gave me some heartburn if you will makes you feel not so good because hey the Ravens have done pretty well drafting for the most part really with Harbaugh as their head coach and someone like Chuck Clark who has become a staple in their secondary. Guy out of Virginia Tech, that's my alma mater. But he was certainly not particularly highly touted coming out of college. They seem to do well with evaluating talent on the defensive side of the ball. So Kyle Hamilton being their selection there in the mid-first round kind of makes me feel like, with safety being a need for the commanders, maybe that's the route that they should have taken. But they addressed a couple of other needs, and that's really what's been the 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 main takeaway i think with the commanders draft selection so far maybe you don't agree with what they've been doing but they have so many needs that they've been addressing them while also not having addressed all of their needs they needed another playmaker at wide receiver to play alongside Terry McLaurin right they also need some help in the secondary they needed some depth at the running back position they needed some depth at the defensive tackle position I reference each of those needs because obviously those are the four needs that the commanders have addressed so far. Jahan Dotson being your first round selection. Phil Darian Mathis out of Alabama. The defensive tackle was their second round selection. Another Alabama product. Someone you have to think that is very familiar playing alongside a Jonathan Allen, a Deron Payne. Maybe not from actually having played alongside them, but being a part of a defense and a scheme down there in Tuscaloosa that obviously hasn't changed a whole lot and neither has their success formula as they are the reigning, well, not the reigning national champions anymore as Georgia was able to take them down, but still quite successful even in their national championship game lost this year. The third-round selection for the Commanders, Brian Robinson Jr., the running back. More of a bruiser, guy that's able to shed some tackles. Another Alabama product, but filling a need here. There was a lot of talk about the Commanders wanting to fill some depth there at the running back position, despite them having Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick. Brian Robinson Jr. is a very different type of player than both of those guys. Both Gibson and McKissick are shifty backs that catch a lot of passes out of the backfield they're very similar although they have their own strengths and weaknesses as well Robinson just gives you that added dimension and with Carson Wentz coming in at quarterback they're going to try and 
make that offense as balanced as possible. Try and keep his turnovers down, establish the run. Wentz is used to, think about it, Wentz is very much used to handing the ball off to a reliable running back. And in in last season's case, that would be uh, Jonathan Taylor. I was going to call him Jonathan Williams there for a second. Jonathan Taylor, who ended up leading the NFL in rushing yards for the Indianapolis Colts. So I think he's got some better weapons on the outside, but he needs some help there in the backfield. And Brian Robinson Jr. certainly gives them an added dimension. Now, today's first pick that the commanders made fourth round, we said at 113th overall, they go with Percy Butler out of Louisiana. Butler is actually drawing some very favorable attention from some scouts here as the commanders made this pick over the last 30 or so minutes we've seen some analysis come in here's former nfl quarterback chris sims obviously part of pro football talk here's a tweet from sims quote the commanders got the best pure free safety in the nfl draft in percy butler dude has tremendous range in center field he's very good in all areas of coverage let alone he has three rockets up his butt and can fly He's not all coverage. He's a very good tackler, too, end quote. So that's Chris Sims talking about the commander's fourth-round pick, Percy Butler, out of Louisiana. And I, I have to admit, I don't watch a lot of Sunbelt football, so I didn't watch a lot of Percy Butler's college film, but they're showing some of those highlights, and you can definitely see that athleticism, his ability to play that center field position sort of as the free safety on the defensive side of the ball able to go up make plays but he's definitely not scared of contact you look at the way that he kind of skulks around out there in the secondary and I I actually really like the value that they're getting in 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 this fourth round pick of Percy Butler now I know a lot of people instead of Brian Robinson Jr. the running back out of Alabama yesterday we're looking for the commanders to potentially take someone like Jaquan Brisker out of Penn State another safety and then obviously the commanders wouldn't have ended up taking uh, they wouldn't have ended up taking Percy Butler today. And this is the give and take. This is the give and take that the commanders are doing this year because they've got a number of different needs. They're assessing those needs and making these picks based on, you got to imagine, whoever's at the top of their board. So this is the second time now after the Percy Butler selection, this is the second time that the commanders have traded down in this 2022 NFL draft. They wanted to get more picks. You heard Martin Mayhew talking all about how much he felt like there was a lot of talent and a lot of potential in this middle part of the draft, and you're seeing that approach shine through. So it's really not surprising that we have seen the commanders try to trade down a couple of times. But I mentioned my guy, Linnell Willingham, my producer. He's back in the studio up there in Washington, D.C. And Linnell, I want to bring you in here because... You were not the only one aboard the Malik Willis hype train, but the first day, first round, we only saw one quarterback come off the board, and Malik Willis does end up finding a home. But just curious to see, were you surprised to watch your guy fall a little bit? Yeah, it it surprised me that he fell that far. I love the fit, though. He, he, like they say, sometimes it's not about where you go, how high you go, it's about the fit. Perfect fit in tennis. What's interesting about this NFL draft, and there has been a lot of insight analysis so far through it, we're going to get lots more as we move through today's show. Coming up at about 1.30, we're going to talk to Big Doug, the Big Douglas Show, YouTube, Facebook, 
Doug's been watching the Commanders draft very closely. We'll check that out. And also coming up in the 2 o'clock hour, we are expecting to talk to Chris Russell, the rooster from the Team 980, where we are also simulcasting today. Russell, the co-host of, or yes, Chris Russell, the co-host of Russell and Medhurst over there, 3 to 7 p.m. on our sister station, the Team 980. And the rooster is over in Ashburn, as I'm told today. So uh, very interesting to get the, to get a pulse on exactly what's happening over there with the commanders. But right now, want to step aside, want to take a quick break, leave us some time to dive into the most intriguing storylines of the NFL draft so far. There's obviously not just been a lot of commanders trades, but a lot of trades in general, and particularly with the wide receivers being in such flux right now across the NFL, so much movement. I find that absolutely fascinating, and I want to talk about it next. So stick around. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan. Welcome back. Danny Noakes with you today on One. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 067, the fan, the team, 980. Linnell Willingham here producing the show, talking some NFL draft we're having a little bit of technical difficulties right now, so the phone lines, we're going to hold off on those. I'm actually having trouble hearing Linnell back in the studio, so I interrupted him. I realized at some point during his response to my question back there in the first segment. We're going to figure things out, though. We're going to make sure that we continue on with this show. Very important stuff to talk today with the NFL draft going on, looking at what the commanders have done. Obviously went through each of their first four picks of the draft, Dotson, Mathis, Brian Robinson Jr., and now Percy Butler out of Louisiana before the Commanders decide to trade down, trade their second fourth-round pick for a couple of fifth-round picks, but there's still no sixth-round picks, or the sixth-round pick was actually a part of that deal, and then they've also got two in the seventh. So Percy Butler, guy that ran a 4-3-6 40-yard dash at the Combine. We talked about Chris Sims being high on him, so I'm interested to see if he's able to make an immediate impact, because obviously the commanders needed some help there at the the safety position. But the, the NFL offseason in general it really is unmatched. There's so much drama, so much unpredictability, and it just adds to the uncertainty the NFL draft does when it, when it kicked off on Thursday night. It proves exactly why everybody feels this way. And 
after months looking like it would be Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan would go number one overall, it ends up being Trayvon Walker. His ascent was completed, becomes the Jacksonville Jaguars' number one overall selection. Walker had been really picking up a lot of interest over the last month as draft preparations really ramped up. You also had uh, Aiden Hutchinson ending up with the Detroit Lions, so he doesn't even have to leave the state of Michigan, and, and he'll play for Detroit. And then in another somewhat significant surprise, Derek Stingley Jr. went third overall to the Houston Texans. Stingley, the defensive back out of LSU, a guy that I thought might be there for the commanders to take back in the first round at number 11 if they wanted him, but that wasn't the case. You also had Sauce Gardner, defensive back out of Cincinnati, the very next pick at fourth overall to the Jets, and that was actually exactly where most mock drafts had him going. So, Derek Stingley being selected by Houston, I guess they just figured that he was the better prospect or better fit for the team at that time. But the draft itself, big, but the trades, I mean, specifically at the wide receiver position and the wide receivers that we saw on the move, they made a lot of jobs drop. Cardinals trading their first round pick to the Ravens for Hollywood Brown and the 100th overall pick. Kyler Murray's agent's letter appears to have worked, despite how holier than thou it came off. I gave my thoughts on that a few months back. So now Kyler Murray not only has DeAndre Hopkins to throw the ball to on the outside, but he's also going to have Hollywood Brown, two very different wide receivers, but two very dynamic wide receivers. Hopkins' ability to go up and catch just about everything, not to mention he's very good with yards after the catch as well, just as Hollywood Brown is, but Marquise Brown, obviously, more of the deep threat. And what's interesting, the Ravens actually traded down again after that, but they had already taken Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame. And we talked a little bit about how the Hamilton selection, the Hamilton dilemma, really, is one of the talking points of a lot of Commanders fans because a lot of them out there felt that Hamilton should have been the pick at 11 for the commanders instead of trading down and taking the guys that they have. Jahan Dotson, the 16th overall pick there in the first round, and then Phil Darian Mathis in the second. But really the the most shocking trade obviously came when A.J. Brown of the Titans was traded to the Philadelphia Eagles for the number 18 and 102nd overall picks. And the Titans turned around and took wide receiver Traylon Burks out of Arkansas, the 18th overall pick. So A.J. Brown comes to the NFC East. He's going to be in this division, and he said to ESPN, quote, this wasn't my fault. I wanted to stay, but the deal they offered wasn't even $20 million a year, and Philadelphia ends up giving him a four-year, $100 million contract. Pretty steep, pretty significant. And I'm, I'm sure part of A.J. Brown wanted to stay, but I, I don't buy that this was entirely the fault of the franchise entirely the Tennessee Titans fault I don't get the sense that AJ Brown was particularly loyal to Tennessee and it's not that I'm saying he was trying to get out but I think AJ Brown had a floor in terms of his contract he knew how much he wanted the Titans weren't willing to meet him there so both parties moved on it and it definitely just puts NFC East opponents in, in a very difficult position so The Titans make a very questionable move, though, with A.J. Brown, a draft pick back in 2019, a second-round draft pick, very productive in his first three years as as a member of the National Football League. 
had some injuries obviously last season, but still very dynamic. And boy, he is tough to stop when he is healthy and he's out on the field. But as Adam Schefter tweeted out on Thursday nights, maybe the most most tumultuous wide receiver offseason in NFL history. So far, we've seen A.J. Brown become an Eagle, Marquise Brown become a Cardinal. Those happened on Thursday night. Tyreek Hill is a Dolphin, in case you forgot. Devontae Adams is a Raider. Allen Robinson went to the Rams, and Amari Cooper went to the Browns. So a lot of big-name wide receivers have been on the move in this offseason so far. But we, we talked about how the Commanders were one of several teams that was hoping to trade down. There were nine total trades on the first night of the draft. That's the first night of the draft. I can't even imagine with trades happening almost every couple of minutes that, that we have an accurate number of what the trade number is through midway through about the fourth round now. But nine trades on the first night of the draft, that's the most since the first round moved to its own day back in 2010. Now, you know, after all this discussion about the quarterback class, and there's always a lot of noise around the quarterbacks for obvious reasons, we actually didn't see a quarterback come off the board until Pittsburgh took Kenny Pickett with the 20th overall pick. And, you know, I thought it was interesting. The latest a quarterback had been selected since the 49ers drafted Jim Drunkenmiller, 26 overall back in 1997. So that's a long time between quarterbacks going that late, the first quarterback going that late in the NFL draft. And anybody know where Jim Drunkenmiller went? Obviously I do because he went to Virginia Tech, which is pretty interesting. So, uh, the first round gave us a lot to look forward to, and, and the rounds since then, now being in the fourth round, have also been been quite interesting. So as we get ready to step aside for another quick break, we're hoping to be joined by Big Doug. The Big Douglas Show covers the Commanders, brings and talks to all sorts of great guests on his show. Uh, Chris Swaggy Baker, former Redskins defensive tackle. Logan Paulson, obviously, been on 106.7 The Fan in a number of different capacities as well. Former Redskin, former member of the Washington football franchise. So Hopefully, getting him on the air, we're going to work through some technical difficulties before we get to that. But for now, we'll step aside. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with more covering the NFL Draft on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for bearing with us for the last 10, 15 or so minutes. We were dealing with some technical issues, and now I can hear everything. It's all good. This is just one of the things that happens, not just in radio, but in media in general. Stuff breaks. Technical glitches happen, and that's exactly what we've had going on now. But we've got NFL Draft to talk. 800-636-1067, the MGM National Harbor listener line. We'll go to that a little bit later on in the show because we have a guest that's getting set to join us. And we'll get to him in just a moment. Linnell is working on getting Big Doug on the line for us. But we're going to be recapping some of the commander's picks, their first four picks to be exact here. Jahan Dotson. Phil Darian Mathis, Brian Robinson Jr., and then uh, Percy Butler out of Louisiana. On top of, of course, the fact that they have now just recently traded their second fourth-round pick for a couple of fifth-round picks, and they will no longer pick in the sixth round before they actually use their seventh-round pick. We are broadcasting on 106.7 The Fan today as well as the Team 980, a rare simulcast day so however you've got us potted up whether that is on the am fm dial the odyssey app or on our stream the fandc.com or the team 980.com we just appreciate you hanging out with us for a little bit you can also send me a tweet if you'd like at danny noakes you can tweet the station at 1067 the fan as well there are a number of 
different storylines to cover here throughout this NFL draft. You also have the wide receivers that have been uh, that have been that have been tr- traded here over the last couple of days. I think we're going to have to step aside and take another quick break just so that we are on this, the, the back on the clocks that we need to. So uh, sorry about all the confusion today, folks. We'll be right back. We'll get back on track, and we'll have our interview with Big Dive. Stick around. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. Final segment of the... We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. First hour of our show, simulcasting on 106.7 The Fan, as well as the Team 980. We're on both the AM and the FM dials today, so thanks so much for keeping us dialed in, and thanks so much for sticking around. We apologize for some technical difficulties. I want to send a big apology, too, to our first guest that we're welcoming in now, Big Doug of the Big Douglas Show. He covers the Commanders. You can check it out on YouTube, Facebook, and follow him on Twitter, at Big Douglas Show. Big Doug, sorry for the wait, my man. Thanks for being patient. You enjoying your NFL draft Saturday, brother? I am. Best Saturday of the year. Love this day. <laughs> this, is, this is when NFL franchises are built right here. That's right. We got the middle to late rounds coming today. Four through seven. Commanders have already made one pick. But before we get to the fourth round pick, we get to the trade that they made in this fourth round. Let's go back to the first round partner because I want to hear what your opinion is. How do you assess the decision to trade down from that number 11 overall spot? Obviously, Commanders get a couple more picks. As a result, they also get Jahan Dotson, a playmaker, a wide receiver. He fills a need. The counterpoint would be that if they don't trade down, they could have gotten Olave, they could have gotten Kyle Hamilton. Some fans feel that way, but some fans content with the way things went. How do you feel, Doug? Well, there were some A-pluses on the board, and they decided to get what they were hoping for, I'm guessing, is for three Bs. Uh, If they get three Bs, then I guess you could be satisfied with it. I think I prefer blue-chip players. I think I'm with you on that as well. And another guy that was still on the board when the commanders uh, were when the commanders traded back was was Jamison Williams out of Alabama. Many of whom said he would be a top five pick if not for that injury in the national championship game. So uh, ultimately, they go with Dotson. They move into the second round, and then they pick up another defensive tackle in Fedarian Mathis. Nine sacks a year ago, another product of the Alabama Crimson Tide, specifically of the defensive line, the Alabama Crimson Tide. 
Makes sense, though, Doug, when you think about it, because obviously they need some depth at defensive tackle with both Tim Settle and Matt Ioannidis leaving. Not to mention, he's going to have some familiarity playing alongside a couple of other Alabama players. What did you think of Mathis? Well, they they made up for, I guess, what you'd consider a mistake. I, I think I would have kept Settle maybe for $4 million and then not yeah. had to worry about it. But I think that Mathis is the kind of guy that we talk about this a lot that Ron wants. Uh, he's going to come in right away and be productive. And that's what it looks like they did. You know, this draft, uh, Danny, it made me think they think they've got starters and they just needed some guys to help fill out the roster. It looks like that's what they've done so far. Yeah, that's actually a, a good assessment, I think, of, of how the commanders have handled things. We're talking to Big Doug, the Big Douglas Show. You can check it out YouTube, Facebook, and find him on Twitter at Big Douglas Show. Moving over to the third round, Doug, Brian Robinson Jr., the selection, giving the running backs a little additional depth as well. Robinson, though, very different than Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick. He's classified as maybe more your bruising type of running back. He's not easy to bring down. He's good at breaking tackles, so I think he gives them an added dimension there in the backfield that they could need. And for Carson Wentz, who comes in, obviously, as the commander's new starting quarterback, he's used to handing the ball off to a, a workhorse in the backfield there in Jonathan Taylor. So I think the fact that they're able to add a guy that, that's going to you know bang in between the tackles there, I think it's positive. Now, for those that know me, I'm a Georgia homer, so I <laughs> think I would have taken Zamir White around later. But... The thing that uh, we've got to remember with Gibby, I'm a big fan of his, but he had the toe the first year. Uh, all last year with the fractioned uh, shin bone, uh, he's interesting. He's like Morgan Moses. He feels like he's injured a bunch, but to his credit, he posts every week. Uh, so I wasn't surprised that they took a running back somewhere in the first four rounds. Brian Robinson never fumbled a football. In at Alabama, that is incredible. I mean that that ball security is definitely something that you look for. And man, when when it comes to 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 Gibson and McKissick, obviously, you know they're not always on the field. They've had some injury issues, more so for Antonio Gibson over the last year or so. But I I, I liked that pick there. But at the same time, uh, if you're if you're a Georgia guy, Doug, I know Dean was also still on the board there, the linebacker out of out of Georgia. He fell quite further than a lot of teams thought that he would, and with the Commanders potentially needing some help at inside linebacker. It, you wonder why they, they didn't pursue a guy like that. Uh, interesting. I saw this morning maybe that teams were worried that there was something wrong with the meniscus and maybe a, a pec issue, and he was going to have to redshirt the first year. Now, uh, apparently the uh, Roseman for the Eagles says, no, that's not the case. We think he's ready for rookie minicamp. I don't know. I thought Dean could have even played the, the Buffalo nickel uh, for what we want to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I mean, I thought he was a good football player. And my understanding was there was some interest, but maybe they just weren't, uh, weren't in love with the medicals. Yeah, it, I, I, they weren't the only team that, that had those fears and, and concerns when it came to Dean. Uh, but we'll have to see because now, obviously, the commanders do still have a, a hole to fill there at inside linebacker. A lot of folks, though, think they missed out on Bobby Wagner earlier in the offseason, but he got a pretty big deal uh, in terms of his contract when he ultimately did decide to leave maybe, Seattle. Maybe they're convinced Holcomb can do it. 
and maybe maybe he can. That's that's another very good point. So I I actually really like though their their first fourth round selection here. Doug Percy Butler out of Louisiana was not necessarily a guy that I watched a lot of uh, in college, being from the Sun Belt, being there over in Louisiana, but. They showed some of his film. I've heard some of these scouts talk about his ability to play a center field type position and be maybe the best free safety, pure free safety in the draft. Those are the words of, of Chris Sims, the former quarterback and current analyst for pro football talk. Uh, he also is able to come up and, and make some plays from his secondary position, make some tackles. He's not scared of contact. So uh, finally getting the help that they need there at safety with with the decision not to get Kyle Hamilton in the first round getting Butler, I think was very much needed. Uh, well, Danny, you and I alike have not spent a lot of time looking at the all 22 on Percy, right. but four, three, six feet. I'll take it. Sounds like he'll be a, a gunner on special teams and contributor day one. I'll take that. And if he can eventually be, you know, a starting caliber free safety uh, the, with the range that you like, uh, to me, that that's a win, and and I'm sure one of six seven zone Brian Mitchell will Mitchell will be happy as they are uh, former alumni together. Yes, and and from the same hometown, it's 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 definitely pretty cool right there. So uh, Percy Butler, the the latest member to be a part of this secondary here for the Commanders, and Doug, as we get ready to wrap this thing up, obviously Commanders trading their fourth round pick for a couple of fifth round picks. Their sixth round pick was also a part of that deal as well. So a couple of fifth round picks and a seventh. That's what they've got going left today. But when it comes to trading back, I think that this was always their goal, right? Martin Mayhew talked a lot about how the middle of this draft had a lot of value, and he was really excited to see if they could put themselves in a position to be drafting in these rounds. You mentioned it at the top of this segment, man. This is where franchises are, are really made here, rounds four through seven. So these these last few picks, I think, for the commanders should tell us a lot about uh, what the overall strategy was. Uh, no doubt about it. And listen, if they if they hit on Johan Dotson and he's some iteration of, of Doug Baldwin, then – and, and you get a couple of other guys in here that are contributors, then I think they, they did what they set out to do. And, and interestingly enough, you know, the fans are, had said all week, man, if we could trade out of 11 and get some extra picks and get a wide receiver and add some juice, well, you know, that's, that's what they did. And, you know, it's funny. If Dotson goes 20 to the Packers, it's probably an A-plus pick and everybody loves it. But he goes 16 to Washington. I think it'll be a good pick, and they got the extra picks that they wanted. They went from, what, six to to ten picks in the draft this year. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they they had a plan, and what about doing it? Now, are all the names, some of the names that I think we expected? Maybe not, but that's, man, that's the beauty of the draft because nobody knows. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. We just kind of have to see how it all shakes out. And and it's in the it's interesting the point you make about perspective too because if Dotson goes a pick or two before or even later to the to the Packers, then we might be talking about a completely different storyline, but with the Commanders, there have been some misses there in the first round particularly with wide receivers, so obviously there's a little bit of doubt there, but Doug, I'll, I'll let you go, man. Thanks so much for your patience. Thanks so much for joining us today. Great time to be talking NFL draft with you. We will do it again soon. Doing a great job, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Doug. There he goes. That's Big Doug, the Big Douglas Show. Check it out, YouTube and Facebook. You can find him on Twitter at 
Big Douglas Show. So that's good breakdown from Doug right there. Again, you can check out his show in a couple of different spots. And the commander's still looking for a couple of fifth-round picks. But here's what we'll do. I'm going to give us I'm going to get us out of here just a little bit early right now. We'll step aside, we'll take a quick break, and we've got more to get into. Got to figure out when we're going to talk to hopefully Chris Russell, the rooster from the Team 980 where we're simulcasting today. Rooster over in Ashburn, Virginia. We'll see if we can get him on the horn. I know he's very busy covering everything, so we may not. We may just be on our own here. It'll be me and Linnell for the the next hour and a half. But we are with you up until 3:35. We're leading right into Washington Nationals coverage. Charlie Slows, Dave Jagler will take you through it. We had some technical issues. We appear to have moved past those. So, again, I apologize to anyone that had to listen to that, but hopefully we can bring it back in the second hour, and I can actually hear what Linnell had to say about Malik Willis sliding back as far as he did and, and get his thoughts on some of the other decisions that the commanders have made. So, We'll do it. We'll step aside, take a quick break. We'll come right back with more on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 